get sense, get sense, get sense, sense, one sense. The Horror, welcome to the podcast where we address stress and obsess over everything that is horror. Evil Eddie here, coming from Ground Zero, that's right. We are in quarantine here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, and I gotta say, we've been missing you guys. Uh, We haven't put any content out in a while, and uh, due to city ordinance, um, we just can't get together to do anything, so uh, we were talking and we thought, hey, um, since we can't do an official episode, let's uh, kind of address our listeners individually and compile it into an uh, episode special, if you will. So, hey, we know a lot of you guys out there are bored, there's not a whole lot to do out there, and we thought, hey, maybe we could just extend an olive branch of films out to our listeners to keep them busy and make this time a little easier than it has been. Now, before we talk about our quarantine film choices, we just want to say... Our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone out there in the world. These are hard times that we're going through. Uh, There's no person, no organization, no country that we're fighting. It is the whole world fighting together against nature. And our hearts go out to those who have been affected by the virus, both directly and indirectly. Those who are with us and no longer with us. I, I know a lot of people have lost their jobs and businesses have gone under. But we have faith that everyone will make a bounce back. Um, A very special thank you to all the essential businesses and the workers that have stayed open and continue servicing the community. We're all grateful for everything you're doing out there. Uh, Please stay safe out there. This will be over before we know it and we can get back to, you know, the normal life that we were living before this started. And, you know, I think that we're going to come out of this stronger than we came into it. So, anyways, let's get on with the show. Uh, We just kind of wanted to touch base with you and give you some films that we've been watching and give you some really good recommendations. Uh, But without further ado, let's head over to the house of Hell's Hooligan. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? This is Hell's Hooligan coming at you from my bedroom because it's quarantine and it's really fucking weird and uh, stuck in the house and bored. So, you know, all I can say is that I hope you guys are staying safe out there, keeping your sanity, all that stuff. This this thing will end and we'll get back to normal life uh, hopefully sooner than later. But 
Uh, you know, this this uh, episode is going to be kind of thrown together for you guys. It's kind of a different thing. We didn't really have a topic necessarily. Uh, we have some great topics that we're going to do here pretty soon, and we're really excited to get back to it. But this, uh, this quarantine thing has really put a, uh, you know, put a damper on our podcast and kind of had to pump the brakes a little bit. So all I'm going to do is go over some of the horror movies that I've watched lately. I may give a, a couple little uh, tidbits about them for the most part. I'm just going to be talking about whether I liked them or not. And then at the end, I'll go back and tell you which ones I really recommend. I'm actually pretty impressed with myself, though, to, to be honest, because uh, I watched, I've watched a lot of movies lately. Uh, I made a list of all the horror movies. I've watched a lot of other kind of movies, too, lately with comedy and drama and whatever else. So... I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, I hate to admit it, but, you know, as a huge horror fan, some of these movies, I'm like, man, I can't believe I've never seen these. Uh, it may be blasphemous that I've never seen some of these, but, uh, you know, a lot of them have been on my list. I've always wanted to watch them, and uh, with the, the the way that the world is right now, I've had the opportunity to watch them. So let me dive right into it. I'll try and be quick and, and get to the point and tell you which ones are, are badass and which ones are real stinkers. All right, so the first one I can think of here, and, and there's no particular order of the way I watch these or anything like that, but um, I'm going to dive into it. Oh, and I will say this, uh, me and, and the other guys for 66.6 The Horror, we're going to some uh, VHS swap meets uh, in, the, in the past, right before all of this um, crazy pandemic shit started happening. So bought some really cool VHS tapes. The first ones I'm going to go over are on VHS that I watched. So, just give a heads out or heads up and a shout out to any of you, you tape heads out there who actually still watch VHS because you're fucking cool. All right. So the first one up, Doctor Giggles. Uh, this one is pretty crazy, I guess. I don't know if I would say it was really a good movie. Fun watch though. Uh, don't know if I recommend it, but essentially it's about an evil doctor who kills people and he giggles while he does it. So if you're into giggling psycho doctors, it's right up your alley. Check her out. Next up, Sorority House Massacre. Uh, this one I was excited about. I bought it on VHS. I think it was twenty bucks. And most most of the VHS tapes are like you know two for a dollar type shit. This one was $20. I'd never even heard of it, but I was like, a, you know, it was an 80s movie with the word massacre in it. And I was like, okay, I'm down. Uh, it's a super boring movie, to be honest. The kills are not great. It's really kind of whatever. I don't really recommend that one. So $20, not well spent. But uh, I've got it, whatever. All right, next up. This movie is awesome. I've always wanted to see it. I always liked the, uh, the cover art for it when I was at Blockbuster as a kid. Cat People. Uh, this one is not about werewolves. But rather, it's about where cats or where panthers, for that matter, maybe even where jaguars. Which I don't know. Anyways, it stars Malcolm McDowell. Love that guy. So I didn't even know he was in it. Um, it's a really good movie. Uh, it's kind of got this like erotic sexuality thing going on about it, which I don't mind myself. So if you're into you know sexual where cats, check her out. Um, all right, next up, a Stuart Gordon film, and rest in peace, my man. Uh, that guy was awesome. Uh, obviously did Reanimator, amongst other good ones. Um, but anyways, this next one up that I watched, uh, 1995 film, Castle Freak. This one had Jeffrey Combs and uh, Barbara Crampton in it, so a little bit of Reanimator reunion, a little re-re. Um, I thought this movie was fantastic. Essentially, it's about Jeffrey Combs uh, inherits a castle from his family uh, when they move in. That he finds out essentially that his, I believe it's his aunt or family member of some sort has uh, t- 
taken his brother. So Jeffrey Combs had a, a brother when he was a kid. Took his brother, locked him away in a dungeon, uh, you know, chained him up and everything, beat the shit out of him like every day. And he's become this castle free. He's like this monster now. I thought the prosthetics they use for this guy are like terrifying. So you want to watch a good one that's kind of under the radar that may not have heard of. Castle Freak was really good. Check that out. Um, another Stuart Gordon movie that I just watched is Dolls. Uh, it's a fun movie. It's kind of cheesy, you know. It, it's not my favorite. It's kind of got that Chucky vibe to it, but essentially it's about this family goes to a mansion because uh, they get stuck what, during a storm. They find refuge in this mansion or find shelter there, and it's uh, the mansion is owned by an old man and a woman, and the old man makes dolls, makes toys. Well, come to find out, he actually is like a, a witch of some sort, and he uses his black witch magic to turn people into dolls. So all these dolls are in the house. They come to life. They start killing people, and they're actually like the, the souls of these other people. So, I don't know. Kind of a cool one. Not highly recommended. Not as recommended as Castle Freak, but R.I.P. to Stuart Gordon, man. All right, next up, Rumpelstiltskin, or Wrinkle Dickskin, as I like to call it. Uh, this one was directed by Mark Jones, who did Leprechaun 1 and 2. We actually talked about this in the Leprechaun episode. I've always wanted to watch this movie. This essentially was just like Leprechaun. It's a, it's a little uh, monster guy uh, who's got some funny one-liners, and he's chasing people throughout the whole movie. I mean, it's essentially like the exact same thing as Leprechaun, but not nearly as good, in my opinion. Still a fun watch. I bought that one on VHS. It's cool. Check her out. Uh, okay, here's one that I highly recommend. Uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. The name says it all, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, this one is fucking awesome. Uh, Gunnar Hansen's in it. Obviously, who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's also got Lene Quigley in it. He seemed to have been in all the cool shit in the 80s. Um, man, this movie's great. Uh, surprisingly enough, the acting is really good in it. The dialogue is good in it. I loved everything about this movie. Even the kills are great in it. Uh, but let me try and break this one down for you. This one is a cult of Egyptian... Uh, Egyptian god chainsaw-worshipping hookers led by the cult leader being Leatherface. I don't know if I even explained that right. I think I did. Uh, this movie, is, I mean, check it out. It actually may be one of my new favorite horror movies ever. I mean, it's cheesy and everything, but man, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, check that out. All right, and speaking of hookers... I watched another one called Frankenhooker, which a lot of you have probably seen. Uh, really funny. It's uh, kind of a horror comedy movie uh, about a guy whose girlfriend gets killed by getting run over by a lawnmower, which isn't just a crazy way to die. I bet that kind of ruined her day pretty good. Um, but he, he starts going out and finding hookers, and he kills them and takes their body parts to create a Frankenhooker with the, the head of his girlfriend and... Anyways, it's a kooky movie. I loved it. Must watch it. All right. The next up, Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball Bolarama. That's a mouthful. Uh, Lene Quigley movie. I thought this one was going to be awesome. I don't know if it was awesome. Definitely enjoyable. Definitely entertaining. Uh, but essentially, it's a group of, of like teens go to a bowling alley. And um, there is a like thousand-year-old imp or a genie that's stuck there and starts... like doing evil shit to them. I don't know. It's a really crazy one. It's funny as shit, but um, check it out if you want to watch about an imp at a slime ball bolorama. Okay? Uh, moving on. 
April Fool's Day. This is one I've always wanted to watch. I always love the cover of it because it's like a, it looks like a party and there's a chick there, but she's got like a knife behind her back. So she's, so she's like about to kill all these people and they don't even know it or something. I always thought that looked really cool. Uh, this movie was fantastic. Okay. I know that uh, Evil Eddie and Lynn Leatherface have both watched it. I think they're both recommended as well. This is going to be like a tradition. You have to watch it every April Fool's Day. Um, the ending of this one is great. Very, very cool. Check out April Fool's Day. Moving on. Da- Daniel Isn't Real. This one is a movie that was advertised uh, at Texas Theater when uh, we went and saw another movie. I thought it looked good. This one stars uh, Miles Robbins and Patrick Schwarzenegger. Uh, Miles Robbins is the son of Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. And then Patrick Schwarzenegger is obviously the son of Arnold. Um, so... Daniel is supposed to be, uh, is played by Patrick Schwarzenegger. Uh, the other one is a, a character named Luke. Luke has an imaginary friend being Daniel, and you find out that Daniel's evil and starts making Luke do all this crazy shit. Very cool concept. Didn't execute on the movie very good. I just didn't care for it. Um, don't recommend that one really at all. Moving on, The Fun House. This is a Toby Hooper movie. Uh, I've seen it before, actually, but I rewatched it because I didn't remember anything about it. Man, this is a great one. It's uh, essentially the re- like a, <laughs> a reimagining of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a kind of a family of freaks. Uh, the main character, Victor, is uh, kind of a deformed uh, mutant person, um, and he chases people down to kill them. I mean, he he's supposed to be like Leatherface, and the family's supposed you know. I mean, it's like the same thing, just not nearly as good. Fun watch, recommend it, but you know, not not. Not the best one in the world, um, but I would rewatch it for sure. I think it's a great horror movie. Another Funhouse movie. This one I kind of stumbled upon on Amazon Prime, The Funhouse Massacre. So I didn't know anything about it. I thought the cover looked pretty cool. It's a really cool concept. So essentially it's like a group of psychopaths escape a insane asylum. They go to a haunted house, like a, an attraction haunted house for Halloween, and they start posing as some of the actors, killing people in the meantime. Uh, I thought it was really well done. Love the the kills in it. I love the concept of it. So that one's a fun one. Check it out. And it's got a cameo from Robert England, which is always cool. Uh, another one that's real similar to that that I watched that's on Shutter right now is called Haunt. Uh, again, it's about a, like a group of psychopaths who go to a haunted house. They actually kind of create a haunted house and they draw people in and then they start killing people there. It starts off a little slow. Didn't really care for the first like 20, 30 minutes of it, but then it kicks into high gear and I loved the way that it ended and everything. So Highly recommend that one. Um, okay, going on here. Another uh, another new movie that I checked out. I was really excited about seeing it. I love the story of Hansel and Gretel. So this movie is called Gretel and Hansel. They changed it up a little bit. Um, so what I got to say about this one is that cinematography... I can't talk. Cinematography-wise... This one is gorgeous. One of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, to be honest with you. I mean, it's like the, the colors are vivid yet dark. It's got this uh, just real eerie feel to it. I think they tried to go really off of the original fairy tale, the grim fairy tale. Um, they also used like, – it looked like a fisheye lens for the way they shot with the camera. So you know, there's a lot of shots that are out in the woods where you see the trees in the background. And as they start moving, those trees distort and kind of fold inwards and gives you this really just eerie vibe. That's really the best part about that movie. It started off pretty good. About midway through, I was going, man, this is just not that great. Anyways, moving on. uh, Another new one that I saw was The Invisible Man. I saw this one in theaters right before the quarantine thing happened. Um, I thought that this was a great movie. 
I didn't have a whole lot of high hopes. I thought the trailer looked good for it, but you know, a lot of remakes, they're just they're kind of whatever, and it happens so much these days. This one was incredibly done. I thought Elizabeth Moss is the main character, and I thought she did a great job. You know, essentially, she's acting by herself most of the time because the other person isn't actually there because they're invisible. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But uh, Lee Wanell did the. Uh, directed this one. He's done so many things with James Wan in the past, um, you know, with the Saw franchise, Insidious, Conjuring, all that kind of stuff. So they've done some really cool things together. But I really recommend The Invisible Man. That one's very cool. Uh, the Lighthouse is another one I watched. This one's another, I believe, Robert Eggers movie uh, starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. This one is a mindfuck of a movie. I mean, it's like two guys are having to watch a lighthouse and they're kind of stranded on this island. I believe this is in like either the late 1800s or maybe early 1900s, something like that. And uh, they kind of spiral into madness. They hallucinate. So I don't know. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on in that movie, but uh, a mindfuck of a movie. Uh, Robert Eggers also did The Witch, which is one of my favorite movies. I, I don't think that The Lighthouse is as good as The Witch, but it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, another one I watched was called Trick. Um, I don't even remember what it was about. The movie sucked. So if anybody's looking through, I think it was on like, it was on there on Shutter or Prime. I don't, I can't remember. But if you see one called Trick and you're like, ooh, that looks good, don't watch it. It's not. Okay. Uh, moving on. Watched a movie called VFW. This is another one that was uh, advertised at Texas Theater. I thought it was gonna be really cool. It's okay. Uh, it's a group of, of veterans that are at a, a VFW bar, um, and I think it's kind of like set in like the future, kind of a dystopian future of sorts, where there's these drug dealing gang, uh, and this girl steals her drugs. She runs in to to take refuge at the bar that these veterans are at, and then you know they start fighting each other. I don't know. It was okay. I, I just I, I had higher hopes for it. Uh, it was all right. Um, let's see, Chopping Mall, that one was really fun, this one's about, uh, this mall where they, uh, have these security robots that have gone haywire, and now are killing people, so that one's a fun one, that's definitely worth a watch. The Prowler, this is an early 80s slasher movie, I was excited to see this because I heard that a lot of the kills were really good, especially for that time. Um, the kills are good, however, I found the movie to be kind of boring, didn't really didn't really uh, get me that much, but I don't know. Uh, some people love this movie, I know, so I don't mean to talk shit about it by any means, but it's the same year that My Bloody Valentine came out, and I think that My Bloody Valentine is, is way better than this one, uh, personal opinion. So another 80s slasher movie I watched was New Year's Evil. This one is set on New Year's Eve, and I thought it was really, really good. Uh, had some great kills and things like that in it, so kind of a tradition to watch that on New Year's Eve. And then uh, speaking of traditions, Blood Rage is another one to watch uh, that I, I saw. I really liked it as well. It takes place on Thanksgiving, so every Thanksgiving you can watch Blood Rage. Good one. And then the last one I'll say here that I tried to watch is called The Bone Snatcher. I think it's like an early 2000s, maybe like 2005 or something like that. Uh, I got maybe 10 minutes into it and turned it off. It sucked. So, again, it's got a really cool cover art. Like, the poster looks awesome, but the movie does, does not execute, at least for the first 10 minutes. Maybe it got better. I just, I was like, mm, I'm not into this. So, there's those. The very, very last movie I want to talk about, I saved the best for last. I actually just watched this one yesterday, and I'm glad I did so I could talk about it on here. Dr. Sleep. 
All right, so the sequel, uh, sequel to The Shining came out in November of last year. So this is a new movie. Um, I didn't have high hopes for this one, honestly. The trailer looked complicated. I was like, I don't really know what's going on here. I didn't even think that the poster looked very cool at the movie theater. And I don't know. I just didn't think it was going to be that good. Uh, Evil Eddie called me up a few days ago, and he was like, hey, man, uh, have you seen Dr. Sleep yet? I said, no. He said, well, I think I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check it out. Calls me back the next day, and he's like, man, you've got to watch this. It's incredible. Uh, so I watched it, and boy, was he right. This movie is so, so, so good. It's three hours long, uh, which is great. I, hell, I, I was I was wanting more out of the movie. <laughs> you know, like it could have kept going. Um, Ewan McGregor stars in it. He does a great job. The movie answers every question you've ever had about The Shining, in my opinion. It changes the way that you view The Shining. I like. I want to go rewatch The Shining because it's one of my favorite movies. I want to go rewatch it kind of with a fresh set of eyes, knowing what happens in the sequel that explains so much from the beginning. It'll change the way that I watch it. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, highly recommend it. Do yourselves a favor. Go out and watch that movie uh, before any of these other ones. So again, I'm just going to go through the list of the ones I actually recommend. Like You got to watch these. All right, so Cat People was great. Uh, Castle Freak, uh, that was really good. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Um, you know what? I think I left these ones out earlier, actually, but I watched Day of the Dead and Land of the Dead. I'd never seen either one of those. Those are George Romero movies. Um, Day of the Dead's great. I highly recommend Land of the Dead. Uh, if you're really into zombie movies, that one's a little more modern and uh, really cool. Also, my tattoo artist uh, is in that movie. He does a cameo. So Bob Tyrell is in there. He's munching on a finger. He's a zombie. So shout out to Bob, man, uh, if anybody knows who Bob Tyrell is. And if you don't know who Bob is, check him out. He's like one of the best fucking tattoo artists on the planet. Uh, dude is is just insane and one of the coolest fucking people you'll ever meet. So there's that. But yeah, okay, so again, when I say cat people... Uh, Castle Free, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Land of the Dead, Frankenhooker, Dr. Sleep, April Fool's Day, mm, Funhouse Massacre, The Invisible Man, and Haunt. I'd say those are the ones you really got to check out. Those are the ones I recommend the most. I'm glad that I had the opportunity to watch some of these. I still have a list of other movies I want to watch. Who knows when this pandemic thing is going to end, but, you know... We'll keep doing what we can. Yeah, this is a little bit different doing it like this. We're all recording this like on our iPhones, so it might sound a little shitty compared to our other recordings, but needless to say, we're, we're doing uh, everything we can to put some content out there. I know all of us are, are just uh, itching to get back together and start doing these episodes again. It's been really fun. You know, this is still new to us. We haven't even done many episodes, but we've had a lot of listens so far. A lot of people are into it. Uh, we hope that more people get into it. Uh, So thank all of you guys for for listening in. I hope everybody's staying strong out there. You know, for anybody who's in in not a great situation, if if you're not working right now, um, if you're worried, things like that, just know it's going to get better, you know, and um, and we'll we'll get back to normal and and have some fun, guys. So thanks again for everything, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you for that introduction, Leatherface. It's it's Leatherface and, and Leatherface. It's two Leatherfaces for the price of one. Uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. 
this is Lynn Leatherface from the bunker, so to speak. Uh, yeah, that uh, that little sound you heard there was from a was a series of like these dolls that they did uh, back in the, I guess probably the maybe the late nineties. That's what I feel like it's from. Maybe early two thousands, early aughts. But they're called the Rest in Peace Thriller series, and they were Expensers exclusive. They did Leatherface, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger. I don't think there may have been some other ones. I I didn't I didn't know I was going to be talking about this. I just I just grabbed it right before I started recording because it was there. They're cool. Uh, you know they they got decent little sculpts. They're dolls. They're probably about foot and a half tall, maybe two. Eh, I don't know, maybe not two feet, foot and a half. Anyway, uh, the Michael Myers one's kind of funny looking, but I love them still. Uh, I just remember seeing them in Spencer's years ago and never pulling the trigger. And I want to say that they weren't easy to come by. They, they were kind of a limited release, Spencer's exclusive. But anyway, I've got a couple of those. I got the box for the Michael Myers one. I found that one at Texas Frightmare last year. Uh, my heart. My heart is hurting because it got pushed back to September, and hopefully it actually goes down in September. But as we know, the world's a crazy place right now, man, and I hope everyone is uh, staying safe in their time of quarantine. Uh, For those of you that are out there in the front lines battling this, uh, man, thank you. Thank you for your your service. Uh, And I've been lucky enough to still work through this, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm working remotely from home, which is, which is a little new for me, but, uh, made those adjustments there. And I actually feel like I've been working more hours than, than I have, like than my days, I, I, I work more hours during the day and more days during the week than I normally would, but that's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful enough to have a, to have a job and still be employed. So I can't complain about that because I know it's, it's been, it's been rough out there, but we'll get through it. We will get through this, and we will come through it uh, better. So, uh, yeah, so with that being said, you know, I feel like I've been working more hours since I've been working from home because I'm, like, always kind of at work. But it has allowed me to take these nice little, like, maybe breaks throughout the day, like an hour here, two hours there, and I've kind of filled that in, you know, put on a movie or uh, fill that chunk of time with something like that. So I've got a chance to watch quite a few movies, and I'm going to... talk about a few of those that I've watched because mostly they've all been horror movies, right? It's what we do here on 66.6, the horror. The horror. Uh, so yeah, I'm not going to go over everything I've watched. Uh, I'll save some of them for a later time. I'm just going to skim the surface on a few of these because again, I want to get together with the guys and have a conversation about these. I know they're going to be doing the same thing. So we figured why we can't get together on a normal basis and do what we had scheduled and planned because we had some really cool stuff scheduled out, some cool episode topics. We're going to put that on hold for a bit. We're going to play it safe. We're going to do the right thing. Uh, we're going to stay in here and uh, kind of do do these little segments and drop those sporadically until this is all cleared out and out the way. So, yeah, um, I noticed with the movies that I've watched, there's a bit of a theme, and it was not on purpose. A lot of hotels and motels make appearances in these movies I've watched. Strangely enough, uh, so yeah, let's just start. Let's just start down the list. Uh, this is in no particular order either. This is just how they came to me as I remembered them. Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is sort of. It's how do I say this? 
it made some noise with me. It's, it's, it's got my interest peaked. I kind of want to watch it again. Uh, I kind of want to throw it out there for the guys to talk about. Maybe, I don't know in what capacity. Uh, what, maybe we just hit it up individually sometime. But interesting movie. It's a slasher from the uh, late 80s, that golden era of slashers. My favorite from, you know, late 70s, mid-late 70s to late 80s, uh, maybe early 90s-ish. My favorite favorite time for slashers, my favorite type of horror film. This one does some really cool things. So it's about a woman who catches her daughter uh, doing like satanic worshiping, devil, devil worshiping rituals. Uh, and you find this out very early in the movie, so it's not spoiling anything. She kills her daughter, right? And then she is haunted by the ghost of her daughter, and she believes that this ghost of her daughter is telling her, controlling her to to carry out, carry out these, these awful things to these people that stay in this motel that she works at. So to me, man, so I watch this like at three in the morning, right? I've been doing that a lot lately. I don't know, can't sleep a lot. So I'll put on a horror. And I think this is definitely a time where the atmosphere, my wife was asleep, the house was quiet, your mind's playing tricks on you. I think it elevated my, the atmosphere a little bit. So I thought it was, I thought it was kind of creepy. Some things kind of stuck with me, kind of eerie. And I think it does some different things that other horror slashers, uh, horror film slasher genres don't. So uh, really neat. So yeah, uh, check that one out. Motel Mountaintop Massacre. The next one was Ghost Keeper. Uh, this one is about a group of three friends, I believe, that are on this like snowmobiling excursion. Uh, the place where they're renting these snowmobiles and the ski shop or whatever, they're, uh, the, the guy that works there advises them not to go out on this ride late in the day, just before dark. They do it anyway. They end up getting caught in a blizzard in the middle of nowhere. Uh, And to try to find refuge and shelter, they stumble across this abandoned hotel in the middle of, like, the woods. How creepy is that, right? Abandoned stuff always kind of, like, gets me. You know, it's kind kind of an eerie, eerie thought, like an abandoned amusement park or abandoned hotel. Uh, like, why is it abandoned? What happened there that caused it to get that way? Anyway, so they seek refuge, shelter in this abandoned hotel. Some crazy stuff happens there. It's got some slasher elements. Uh, it's more, more kind of supernatural, kind of thriller, too. But uh, an interesting one, Ghost Keeper. Uh, the next one, a Motel Hell. Now, this one I had seen, uh, but I'd recently picked it up on Blu-ray because I didn't own it. And uh, the Blu-ray had some cool extra features. It talked with the writers and directors of it. Uh, neat little story there. I definitely want to save this for a episode for sure, for sure. The other two, we may get around to. I mean, I'm sure we will at some point in time. But this one, no doubt. Uh, there's This is an important movie in the, in the horror film world because it was kind of the first, one of the first at least, like comedy horrors, right? It uh, pushes things over the top, but it plays it straight. So it's got this whimsy sort of fairy tale like quality almost that like the leprechaun does. But um, it's good. I think the acting's good. And anyway, so I'm not going to go too much into it because I think that's one we're going to all talk about in a little round table. Motel Hell. Found it on Blu-ray. Uh, some good little extra features. So um, if you haven't seen that one, don't hesitate. It's a good one to watch. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, April Fool's Day. Uh, this is one that obviously we're in April. So I wanted to, wanted to watch this one. I had not seen this one before. Uh, and so, yeah, it's one that just had passed me by. I think opportunities had come about for me to watch it and just never really, never got around to it. 
but I'm glad I did. I really, really enjoy this movie. I will be watching it every April, April Fool's Day from now on, uh, or sometime in April at least. Really some interesting stuff, great acting. Um, again, I got this one in a two-pack with My Bloody Valentine, the original, and uh, I was going to hold off for the Blu-ray of My Bloody Valentine because it's got some fantastic extra features, but uh, this one was super cheap. It was like $5.99 at my local video store, and it came with two movies, uh, so I couldn't pass it by. So uh, neat one there. I really enjoy that, April Fool's Day. And I want to say that Hooligan, that was one that he was on his list that he watched as well. What else? Oh, okay. So here's one that I don't recommend. Most of these I recommend. Here's one that we put on. It's a newer one. It's called Wounds. Uh, yeah, this one has Army Hammer and uh, there's another actress in there and I cannot think of her name right now uh, and I should know it. I'm not going to get bogged down by it, but this is a good example of what modern, more modern horror movies, uh, where they just go so wrong. I, I just feel like it never quite gets on its feet or it never really decides what it wants to be and it kind of just leaves lots of stones unturned. I think that there was probably potential with this movie. I think that there were some things that they could have done that would have made it actually pretty good. Um, but it's hard to even really explain what this movie is about. Um, not that it's given too much away, but it, I don't know. It just has a hard time figuring itself out. Uh, Army Hammer plays like a bartender in New Orleans, so already kind of kind of a cool thing, right? You know, New Orleans has got uh, just a great city. It's got some neat energy around it, uh, and so he witnesses some things, you know, while working in this bar that happen, and it carries over into his personal life, um, I mean, I don't know, it, it's, it just didn't do it for me, watch it, see what you think, let us know, same with all these, that's, we want to hear from you guys, but wounds, meh, uh, oh, <laughs> okay, so, uh, I finally got around to watching Basket Case 2, so, Probably don't know because we haven't really talked about it, but Basket Case is one of my favorite um, horror movies of all time. It's one that I watched as a kid. Uh, we watch, I watched that movie with my family, my mom, dad, brother, and sister. We were at the video, uh, uh, primetime video. Uh, was it primetime or was it a different one? Anyway, we were at the video store. That was one that we rented at <laughs> family movie night, right? Crazy. But we did that with several horror films. My family was real cool like that. So uh, so yeah, it's just it's been near and dear to me for a long time. And I still think... Today it's worth watching. Uh, it's the sequel, I now have. I found the trilogy on Blu-ray, and uh, so I know two and three are kind of hard to come by. But I found a trilogy that's actually Region A, so it plays in, in the states. Buyer beware! I've been noticing a lot, or I, for some reason, I, I there's been several like trilogies or box sets that I've wanted to buy that are not necessarily region friendly for the for the North Americas. So just be aware of that when you're buying stuff. Uh, Always look out for that. But anyway, I found this. Uh, it's a Blu-ray three-pack. It's got some extra features. They're nothing really to write home about. I haven't watched all of them yet. But Basket Case 2, uh, definitely worth watching for sure, but not nearly as good as the first one. And the, the, the chances it takes, the things it tries to do differently, to try to keep the franchise fresh, I guess, and go, or have it go in a different direction, kind of misses the mark, but uh, it, it's worth watching to laugh at there's some there's some decent little things going on i don't want to give too much away and i don't I, i'm in a i'm in a weird place talking about some of these movies because i know we're going to revisit them but 
Um, I had a fun time with it, uh, it well enough, but it, it, I don't, there's some things that happen in that movie. You're just kind of left like WT fuck. And, uh, uh, Eva Letty says that a lot. And I think it's a great way to describe, describe that. So anyway, I won't get bogged down by basket case longer, basket case too longer than we should. So I got to watch the third one now. So see where it goes. But, uh, anyway, it, it's a fun one. Uh, and strangely enough, Basket Case, the first one, mostly takes place in a, in a hotel. So there we go. Keep, keeps on with the hotel-motel theme that, for whatever reason, was going on here. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Blood Rage. So I've known this movie as Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Now, that I had not seen, but I'd seen the cover, or I think it had been recommended to me. But it's also known as Blood Rage and also known as Slasher, which, that's a bold title for a film. And... I'm glad they didn't go with, that's not how it's well known, because that would be a bold statement, naming your movie Slasher. I mean, that is my favorite subgenre of horror, and it would really have to live up to that name. And I don't think it quite does, but I do think for what it is, it's really good. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day Slasher. Thanksgiving Slasher, so you don't get a lot of those. There's some really funny taglines. I'll definitely be watching it in and around Thanksgiving from here on out. Uh... It's about uh, twin brothers. One of them is locked up in an institution because he's psychotic, psychopath, crazy lunatic, or is he? You'll have to watch to find out. Uh, some of the acting in this is so bad it's good. We've had this conversation, right? That's why I love this genre. Like, if I watch a bad comedy, I'm just kind of meh. If I watch a bad, like, I don't know, any other a bad, I don't know. Any other genre can't hold up the way that this does, right? You can't... You, I, that's what I love about horror films. The bad ones sometimes are just as good because they're so bad. And they've got things to offer. I don't know. I don't know why it is with horror films that you can get away with being like very subpar, not even B-movie, C, D, E, F, straight to whatever, and I still am entertained. I, I don't know why that is, uh, but it just is. And I, I think a lot of you can relate to that. This falls into that category, right? Uh, low budget, um, not quite trash slasher, but it's it's just you just you gotta watch. So I do I do recommend. As a matter of fact, the only one I don't really recommend watching of the ones I talked about today thus far is Wounds. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Blood Rage, love it. Uh, and then the last one uh, that I watched was a movie called Eternal Evil. And it's also known as Blue Man. And so this one is a really interesting one. Super obscure. It's from 1985. It mixes like astral projection and like lucid dreaming with like murder. Uh, and this this sort of spree of murders. Uh, I, I, it's, it's weird, but it's great. It's got a really creepy, eerie atmosphere to it. The whole way it's shot, it has this sort of underlying ambience that kind of makes you feel weird while watching it. And, you know, you're dealing with astral projection, right? It's a, it's a, it's a crazy concept. Uh, so anyway, e Eternal Evil or Blue Man. Uh, so it's like a supernatural slasher, astral projection, murder, mystery. Uh, if you can find a copy, definitely watch it. Uh, I found this on a two-pack DVD with Sisters of Death, which I had put on one day. It's a late 70s uh, 
kind of slasher. Uh, nothing stood out, but I was also doing other things. It was just kind of on in the background. But it, uh, yeah. So anyway, that, that's those are the things I've watched. Uh, and you know, not much else is really going on in, in the way of like, I haven't been got a chance to go like sort of hunting for horror stuff. Everything's closed. Uh, I may or may not be in a in a bidding war with some uh, Hellraiser figures from like early 2000. I think they're NECA. I may or may not be doing that on eBay. So eBay's been dangerous right now. I've, I've stayed away. I've done really good. But uh, I have, like I found that basket case uh, trilogy Blu-ray three-pack there. And so anyway, so yeah, that's, that's really about it, man. I've just been working a lot, trying to get through this. And the times that I've had you know, a bit of chunks of free time here and there. I've definitely been consuming a lot of, a lot of stuff that I've been wanting to get around to watch and just, you know, going through, like, Amazon's been great. They, 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 man, you can dig and dig on Amazon Prime right now and you can find some real obscure stuff. So I got to give them props. We don't do a ton of shout outs like that, you know, but I got to give credit where credit's due, man. If you are looking for something obscure or weird or just want to dig around, Amazon Prime is got tons of stuff. So I, I definitely recommend you spending some time in there. And that's kind of what I've done with a few of these. And that's where I found them. So I, I definitely plan on continuing to do that. So yeah, that's what I've been watching. That's what I've been sort of taking in. Uh, I may have left some out. I'm sure we'll do another one of these. So I'll touch on those at another time. But good stuff, man. Really good stuff. And I can't wait to get back to a normal routine. I know everyone's feeling that same way. I uh, can't wait to get back with the boys and record what we have planned for you. We got some neat stuff. So uh, I can't thank you guys enough for listening. Thank you so much. Reach out to us. Follow us. Let us know what you think about the movies we mentioned. Let us know if there's something you recommend we watch. We've got the time to do it right now, right? So uh, until next time, stay scary. All right, well, The Evil is back, and I'm going to talk about my quarantine movie list. Now, I'm not going to lie, I haven't had as much time to watch movies as I initially thought I was going to have. Uh, I've been lucky enough to still be working, and I'm very grateful for that. Also, I've kind of taken up some wood crafting projects that I've been trying to get around to do for a while, and then also I've been working on some music projects, so I've gotten to divide my time pretty uh, equivalently, so, but that's not to say I haven't explored the horror universe at all. I, I have. I've had plenty of time to do that, and I've watched some really, really great flicks. Um, gonna go over those, and at, just a disclosure, I'm not gonna talk about any films that I watched that are coming on some upcoming episodes. I'm gonna save that, so hold your horses for those films. Uh, we got some really good stuff coming, by the way. So let's go ahead and get started. By the way, this is in no particular order. But we'll start off with The Invisible Man came out uh, in, in February, I want to say. And, you know, just shortly before movie theaters closed. And unfortunately, I didn't get out to the movie theater to see The Invisible Man uh, while it was out. So had to rent it on demand. And I have to say, that was a blast to watch. I'm, I'm not going to say it was a masterpiece or brilliant. Um, I know the 30s film, the Claude Rains film, is a masterpiece, in my opinion. Uh, but it wasn't a remake, it, it was a reimagining, so I'm very glad that they didn't just straight up, you know, rip off the, uh, the original, uh, Claude Rains movie. 
they they did really well. The acting's great. The atmosphere's great. Uh, very very suspenseful. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it, and I recommend it to anybody to watch. And that's kind of a movie, even if you're not a, if your significant other isn't a horror film lover, you know, or your family, you know, it's still a fun movie to let them watch. I think they would get some enjoyment out of it. All right, so moving on. Now, I did watch uh, a lot of movies that I watched before that I didn't like because I wanted to know if maybe it was just, you know, maturity or if it was really a bad movie because, you know, some of them a lot of people rave about and I just did not see the genius of it when I initially saw it. And then there's some where I saw the trailer and, you know, it said, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to watch that. So I finally got around to those. So I'm going to start off with Return of the Living Dead Part 2. I love Return of the Living Dead. It's one of my favorite horror films. So naturally, when I saw it oh, years ago, I saw it because I loved the original so much. And after watching this, uh, just a little bit of it, I thought it was horrific and I hated it. It was so bad. Okay, so rewatching it. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. It, it's still a really bad movie. Uh, not that I not that I was expecting it to be to be great, but uh, you know it was available in streaming, and so I just said, you know, why why not check it out? Uh, it was a fun movie. That uh, a few funny things that I thought was great about it was they recycled a lot of the actors from the first one and threw them in as different characters in the second one. I thought that was that was pretty funny. This one, definitely more on the comedy road. Um, you know, the first film was a, you know, it was a violent film. This one, it, I think it could be rated G. It was such a, uh, such a nerf ball of a movie. But, you know, I watched it with very low expectations. I had fun. I don't recommend it, but, you know, if it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, another one was Stepfather. I didn't see it when it initially came out. I did see the preview, and it just didn't look that good. It had kind of a uh, a primetime drama feel to it, you know, I, if that makes sense. It had a, like a Grey's Anatomy type of uh, look to it that didn't interest me one bit. Um, and then it spawned, like, a couple of sequels pretty quickly that went straight to video, and, you know... I, I, that's usually not a good sign, uh, at least not in my opinion, so I avoided it and then finally saw that, uh, you know, I could watch it for free. Uh, so I, I gave it a shot, and, you know, I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. I, I really thought it was going to be bad, but it, it was good. I don't recommend it. It's not something you should go out of your way to watch, but if it happens to be on, uh, it's worth not changing the channel for sure. And now it did spawn at least two more sequels. I I don't plan on watching those. Uh, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to watch them just yet. But I don't know. I guess if you guys can comment and uh, let us know if those are worth watching. But Stepfather, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, sure. Why not? Watch it. All right, and the last movie I want to talk about is May. Not the month, but the name. M-A-Y. May. And I gotta say, I, I saw that movie, uh, yeah, I guess it was the early aughts when it came out, maybe like 2000 to 2002, somewhere in there. And I 
I did not like it. I thought it was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it on video shortly after I left theaters, and uh, I, I heard good things about it, so naturally had to watch it. Uh, and I, I, I wouldn't say I hated it. it. It was just a very, very boring... I didn't... I thought it was uneventful. Uh, you know, I... I was uh, I was a teenager when it came out, so, uh, and I, I I kind of wanted it to be more uppity, but it wasn't. It was a very slow burn. Um, now, upon a rewatch, I I now I came in with low expectations, and holy fuck, did I have a blast watching that one! Excellent movie. Uh, the new me loves this movie and highly recommends it. Very 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 fun. The characters are great. The uh, the, the whole storyline is just uh, pretty bonkers. So uh, I fucking had a blast watching it. I'm probably going to watch it a few more times. And, you know, I, th- I think at some point we might have to talk about that on, the, on an episode. So, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go watch May. Fucking brilliant. So some other movies that I saw. Um, I know that uh, Hell's Hooligan... Uh, threw a couple movies my way to watch. Uh, that was Frankenhooker. Excellent, a blast to watch. A lawnmower, the lawnmower scene, fucking amazing. It's just, it, it was. No, it's not a, it's not a good movie. It's not scary, but it's one of those B movie horror films that came out in the. Okay, if you like Night of the Demons and the um. Uh, what's the other ones? Uh, some of the other ones that can end. The Lene Quickly movies. Uh, uh, Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball Bolorama. Uh, and films like that. If you get enjoyment out of those, uh, like I do, the, these are right up your alley. Absolutely watch this. If, if you're in the more serious psychological, uh, nah, nah, this isn't for you. But Frankenhooker, excellent. Excellent. Uh, just per- I, I, I love the portrayal of 1980s gritty New York, so, um, and I got another one on the list that kind of portrays that as well, so, and that really, you know, captures that, so, uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers was mind-blowingly good, um, again, fits in with Frankenhooker and, uh, Night of the Demons, just, uh, very B-movie, uh, an extreme blast to watch, so many good lines, and, uh, and Hellzooligan, warned me that there is this line at the very end, like the final line of the film. It's just one big punchline that was going to, you know, send me in laughing into tears. And, uh, he, he was not wrong. It did, uh, fucking just watch it for the, watch the whole movie. But the ending of it is one of the best ways to end a film. Uh, let's move on. Obviously April fool's day, you know, on, in April, that is just a classic. Loved the movie. Recommend it. Even if you're... Uh, again, this is one of those... Even if you are not a horror fan, it's just fun to have the tradition. And it's a great movie with a great twist. Oh, God. I, I, I want to talk more about it, but I'm going to stop myself. Just go watch that. We'll be talking about it soon. All right. So, moving on. Uh, here's one that I don't recommend. The Car. Road to Revenge. So... I am a big fan of man versus machine movies. I always have been, so 
Christine and Duel, and then Maximum Overdrive, and anything that involves, you know, machines taking a mind of their own, I'm sold. However, the sequel to The Car, uh, which is The Car Road to Revenge, is not good at all. Uh, skip it. It is absolutely terrible. Watch the original film, for sure. That one's excellent. Obviously, we lost Stuart Gordon uh, last month in March, uh, and so I had to pay homage to the man himself. I watched Castle Freak. Very, 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 very fun, fast-paced, moving horror film. And, you know, anything that Stuart Gordon did that's, um, like, reanimator, those are all good, too. I, I encourage everybody to watch a Stuart Gordon film, just to... Just in, in his honor. And and that actually reminded me of another director we lost recently, which was Larry Cohen. And so I watched Q the Winged Serpent, another absolutely fun movie. And that's one that kind of really captures that 80s gritty New York City vibe. And I love that. that that's always, with the exception of Jason Takes Manhattan, I fucking love movies that do that. So definitely check that one out. Uh, if, if you like Game of Thrones... But think Game of Thrones is incredibly too, I guess, perfect. And you, you're like, oh, what if, what if Game of Thrones was a, you know, B-movie set in New York City in the 80s? Um, this is what it would be. No, I'm kidding. It does have dragons and it's really fucking cool. But yeah, go check that out for sure. That's a high recommendation. All right, so also Hulingen and I were talking about you know, zombie films, and so we both watched Day of the Dead, uh, excellent film, and then also Land of the Dead. Now, he never seen Land of the Dead, and I, I was telling him how great it is, and he told me that he loved Land of the Dead, so I'm curious to talk to him about it, but anyways, Land of the Dead, John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper, uh, both excellent actors, fucking fun movie, very, you know, Fast-paced, if you thought that, you know, some of the earlier of the dead films were slow-paced, this one's kind of the happy medium. Uh, now, I've never seen Diary of the Dead or Survival of the Dead, so I need, I really want to check those out. So, hopefully, I'll be giving you guys my opinions on that soon. Alright, moving on. So, another film that I am kicking myself for not watching when it is in the theater was Doctor Sleep. Uh, I know Hooligan just watched it. I'm curious to know if uh, Lynn has seen it, but uh, Doctor Sleep, we weren't overly thrilled about it. Uh, the trailer was, uh, I'd say, underwhelming. Um, in this case, it was fucking amazing. So, absolutely watch Doctor Sleep. This is another one. If you're not a horror fan, watch The Shining, for, for Christ's sake. It's a, such a great film. If you haven't seen The Shining... You don't have to be a horror film addict to, to really enjoy it. But this one is fucking amazing. Uh, and and you know, maybe it's just, you know, I, I actually originally thought it was going to be, it was just nostalgia that kicked in where I was, I, that's what was making me love it. And, you know, I, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, no, no, that was just a great film. Very, very well put together. It's, and I love how they filled in a lot of the questions you might have had originally watching The Shining and they, they, they're very respectful to the film, and that's one thing a lot of films don't do anymore. They don't respect the original. They always revamp and retcon. But no, they, 
they take on from where the first one left off, and then they really do very good with bridging the gap to, you know, 40 years later. And love how they did that. I can't wait to watch The Shining again to kind of get this new perspective on it and just knowing what I what I know now that I've seen Doctor Sleep. You know, I, I can't wait for the experience again. So, um, fuck, if you haven't seen it, stop what you're doing. Watch Doctor Sleep. Excellent, excellent movie. And, you know, that's... Uh, that's about uh, all the films that I've gotten around to watching. I'm um, really, I, I know we have a little bit of ways to go, so I'm going to keep adding to my list. But, you know, hopefully we'll be back sooner or later to really discuss some movies. We got some really, really, really great episodes um, headed headed your way as soon as this clears up. We're really going to probably start knocking them out uh, quickly so we could get a few out to make up for lost time, so... Uh, hopefully, hopefully that's sooner than later. Anyways, well, that does it for me, and, you know, I I hope you guys at least enjoyed this episode as, um, you know, since we couldn't get you the real thing, you know, hopefully this is something to keep you satisfied until, until next time. So let us know what you think. Like and subscribe to us on social media to keep in touch with us between episodes. And, hey, if you want to get in touch with us, it's, um, 66.6thehorror at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and then also on Twitter, 66 underscore horror. We look forward to hearing from you, so listen up, and remember, stay scary. Get six. Thank you.